It's coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe it. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Welcome back to the Halloween 365 Podcast. We are the only all year long horror 24-7 Halloween 365 Podcast. Damn. It rolls right mm-hmm. off the tongue, doesn't it? It does, it does. Good Friday morning to everybody with 11 days left until Halloween. Uh, spooky Friday. With Eleven days left till Halloween. Every episode you will see or hear. He's got the candy. There we go. He's got the candy. I'm trying He's to. Got the candy. Got is the it, is it a crunch? Bar. It looked like a crunch bar, but I wasn't sure. Yes, sir. Good old crunch bar. It's a shame they changed the numbers. Well, welcome to this episode. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? They had a Harry Potter Hershey bar. Oh. Rapper, I saw. That's pretty. I cool. don't think it tastes different or looks. Well, no, but, but it was you know. Anyway, <clears throat> they're trying. <laughs> we digress. Um. <laughs> anyways, welcome to this episode, everybody. Uh, not our normal releasing time. It's another Friday. You know, work gets in the way, and this is ep- going to be an episode about the real, most dangerous witches throughout history. Um, I feel like we never really touched on real witches. We did touch on Wicca, and so this is our chance to give you the spooks and the frots on a friday night that's right mm-hmm. cackling mm-hmm. grannies and dropping them panties that's right witches by god <laughs> witches <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know warts and all uh, warts uh, and all. oh god yeah but before we dive into our uh haunted history lesson on real life witches and before we dive into our hot sheets which we do have several different hot sheets news segments Jeremy's got a little special segment for us that starts today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is also going to be the first time that we do a TikTok hey, live it's on pretty the cool. podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, not technically live. I don't have enough yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give us enough followers to where we can go live, damn it. <laughs> you, you will see this video. <laughs> If you search you it and go through a few hashtags, it's, you'll find you'll it. You'll find it. It's it's out there. No. So you'll see this on our Twitter account, Halloween365. Uh, we will have a link possibly on our um, Instagram. And Unless Twitter starts charging us a dollar a year, and then you will no longer see us on Twitter. Yeah. Slash X. That ain't, that ain't no joke. So as you can see, we have the advent calendar. It's the 13 Days of Halloween Advent Calendar. I've been waiting to dive into this mother. And... But wait, it's not just an um, Advent Calendar. It's a Funko. Yeah, it's Funko brand. Sorry, yes. Funko 13 Days of Halloween Advent Calendar. If you want to see the first two, again, Twitter, Jeremy from the Mountains, TikTok, Instagram. But as since we're on day three... Here we go. We Ooh. pull it out of the slot. Let's see, there's the day three slot open. He's got it. He's got it. This is hard to maneuver with a phone too. And with these, real quick, I will tell you. So here's what options you get with the Funko 
advent calendar. This he year. just looked it dead in the fucking eye, and then he's like, "You know what? Let me go over what it could be." I can't. I can't see through this red thing. Oh, did you just shout it? There's day three, baby. You should rip it open. Wait, is it? it you can tell them what it could be, what the remaining ones like could so be. So, with, with this, you can get Annabelle, It, The Nun, uh, Beetlejuice, The Exorcist, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, The Lost Boys, ah. and La Llorona. Spoiler alert, two of those have already been... No, he's, he's... Now three. I see a tooth come so, out live I know, right? It's like... A... H365 Dental School. And ladies and gentlemen, for TikTok, you can't really see. Oh, that's oh Jesus. God. Go. Ah! It's, it's Blinder fun. viewers. But <laughs> we do have do the doing? classic Pennywise. Blinded is... by the light. I, there he is. Oh, oh, oh there this is a classic. Okay, cool. Oh, I'll take it. Yes. Okay. This yeah. is. Yeah, the 1990 Pennywise, which is funny because out of all the big Funkos I have, I do not have this one. I have the modern day Pennywise, but not mm. Tim Curry's. So, interesting. I really yeah. did. Interesting choice that they put in. Sure, we'll go with it. Kind of figured they'd put the more modern take on there, but. Well, I think because it's harder to find that one now that they're adding it into this one because they're also adding vampire versions of the Lost yeah, Boys, which is very cool. hard to find. And that, this is all the clip you get right here of the Halloween 365 podcast. Again, follow us on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see the rest of this episode. I think that, that you should definitely do this every year. Every year we need to start getting advent oh, yeah. counters, even for Christmas. We should do an advent calendar. Unless you're poor and you're living in a van down by the river, and then... And then you shouldn't do it. Well, I mean, if that ever happens, then I, I won't be on true. the show. <laughs> you know, modern-day technology. You'll find a way. Advancement. You can, you can find a way. Yeah. Well, well, Chad, a Chad, I've got news, buddy. You I've do? got to tell you something. Okay, what is it? Yeah, I've got to tell you something. Somebody just dropped a big stack of newspapers at my doorstep. Oh, no. Oh no! Yeah. Could it be? Yeah. Check the hot sheets. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is the hot sheets. That's right. The best investigative reporting on the planet. You can try the New York Times. They get lucky every once in a while, but we are the one, the only, the hot sheets. Thanks, Manny. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, let's start us off with something that we talked about last time. Something actually we've been talking about several uh, weeks. Miramax has won the bid yes. for the Halloween TV rights. Yes, thank God. I am I'm so happy and that they won. because They have announced that they are going to be launching a new series and new cinematic universe. I'm not so happy about but, that part. <laughs> I'm just glad no, that there was. Uh, sorry, I, I was just going to say that there's there was the uh, the um, Halloween 45 year uh, of terror. They yeah. did the panel yeah. and things like that. John Carpenter showed up on the panel, right? Yes. Yeah. Surprise! He jumped. He showed up on the on the panel. Nobody. He wasn't scheduled to be there. Yeah. Uh, the takeaway. Is that he said he does not accept the ending. Halloween ends ending. Yeah. He said he rebutes it. 
completely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means that Mr. Michael never got stuck in the wood chipper and we're back to fucking square one. I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with it because the, the only way I'm okay with it is if Carpenter says it's okay. Because if he's not done, if Deborah Hill's not done, God forbid if Jamie Lee Curtis isn't done, then I'm not done. I want more. No, I needed him to tell me that, that he didn't accept the ending because I hated that fucking mm. movie. I, I recently, I rewatched it like oh, a yeah. few days ago. It, it's still not good. <laughs> it's. I tried. I tried to not like good. it. I don't know why I was praising it the first time, but after watching it, this is, I don't know. I'll say this, I tried to watch it two more times after the first time. I fell asleep the second time and I forced myself to stay awake the third time and I still good. fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gordon Green, he uh, and now he's getting heat from how bad The Exorcist is. It might be doing well in the box office because people are going to go watch it, but everybody that's watched it says the exact same thing. Uh, essentially what we said on the last episode. It's the same kind of reviews. But you know what? You know what, though? They will go back and see the next one, and you know why? Just because, spoiler alert, people, yeah. Amanda Blair is going to be. Uh, yeah. That's the only reason. They'll go, yeah, they'll go back to that. Well, it'll be interesting, I suppose, uh, to see how bad it's going to get is what I mean. Not the films they're set. <laughs> um, so, also in the hot sheets, Halloween, a portion of the news, Universal Horror Unleashed is the name of a all year around haunted attraction that's coming to Las Vegas that Universal is opening. So it's going to be a year around haunted horror unleashed attraction that they're going to be doing. So if you're in Vegas, plan on visiting Vegas, there you go. There's something to check out. Um, eh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, it yeah. could be weird. It's Vegas. Vegas is strange. <laughs> Sorry to all of our Vegas listeners, but. Weird place. Yeah, you'd probably be so. They'd probably be so <clears throat> shit faced at three in the morning. They wouldn't know that they're going through a haunted yeah. house or anything. Yeah. No. Um, Saw, ten. <laughs> the Blu-ray has been announced, and it is going to include three hours of bonus features. Damn. Good shit. What? It's not coming out yet, but they're saying that when the Blu-ray comes out that there is going to be three hours of bonus features. I would like to say that I watched the Saw movie, not uh, intentionally. And I don't know anything else about most of the other Saws. Eh. And this one was good. Yeah, I, I've heard good things. I like this movie. I I, I think Come on, you've seen Saw 10? He did, like a few nights ago um where the fuck was i at (laughs) i'll say we we had talked about this not too long after you saw it and i i just i don't know torture movies man i don't know they don't really do it for me but yeah yeah. so i don't like the torture but this if you have if anybody hasn't seen the new saw uh, and if you're into those things, you know, you'll you'll end up liking it. If you don't really like Saw, I can stand by and say that because this goes back in time in the Saw storyline, it gives you its own unique storyline. Um, there's actually a story behind it 
and it's not just complete torture the entire time. Yeah. It was. It reminded me of Saw mixed with Spiral, Jerem. Uh, hey, reminded me of want, Saw like mixed spiral. with Spiral, and I was kind of okay with that. So, yeah, just saying. Three hours of bonus features are going to be on the Saw 10 DVD. If you've not seen it, I recommend it personally. Uh, it, it was pretty. It was pretty neat. Um, I'm going to wait for the Blu-ray. Really? I'm going to wait for the Blu-ray because I want. I want everything. I want the three hours. I don't know what. <clears throat> I don't know what everything would be included. Ah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas director has an idea for a sequel. That's the latest news <clears throat> that we've heard. So director Henry Selick, 30 years after the release of Nightmare Before Christmas, says that he's got an idea for a sequel. Doesn't say that it's getting made. And there's also been rumors that he said it could not be a sequel. It could be a prequel where we get to see Jack beforehand. And how he became the Pumpkin King. That might be interesting, actually. So, we've already seen that, though. Corpse nah, I don't... That's not... It's not... Not technic... I know, it's not canon. It's not canon. Come on. It's not canon. Um, well, anyways. This week, the Boo Buckets came back, they ladies did. and gentlemen. They did. Yeah. So go to your local <laughs> Mickey D's and get you a Boo Bucket. You can get you a Purple Vampire. Vampire. <laughs> get you a... A vampire, you can get you a pumpkin. Say it. You can get <laughs> vampire. Are you scared? Are you scared? Well, no, no, no son. <laughs> <laughs> or you can get you a mummy, or uh, what looks to be Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, so I will say, boys, I do have to make my way near a Mickey D's tomorrow. So hopefully, I can get one of these. Man, if you do, good luck. I'm still trying to find the Ghostbusters cups. For Starbucks, and I can't. I've oh, turned up short every time. We can't. I've given dude. up. Uh, everybody bought them out. I have trying to resell them on eBay. Yeah, let's go ahead and pick a bone with that. Here's some news for you. <clears throat> the fucking cups were released early before uh, Starbucks said that they were going to be released. Yeah. They released two weeks early, and everybody that saw them grabbed them. Buy them for $25 at the Starbucks stores. We're talking about the green slime ooze cups that we talked about months ago. Uh, the, everybody that saw them bought them for $25 and are selling them for $65 to $70 you on fucking eBay. Cucks. You cucks. I wanted yeah, one of those so of bad. Cucks. We went everywhere. We, we, we went everywhere looking for one of these. Nothing. I went to all of uh, the closest Starbucks to me and I don't. I don't know. I went to three or four different ones. Couldn't get it. Bastard. Called ahead. Still couldn't get it. Yeah. I've had people look for me. Whatever. Yeah. whatever, Starbucks. Also, in the Hot Sheets news, a 50,000-year-old zombie virus is being released upon the Earth as it heats up. Ah, this takes us back to the episode that we did on how the zombie apocalypse would happen if it really were to happen. Yep. Guess what I said? I said that a fucking zombie virus would be released it when did. the Earth started heating it up. Did. Yeah, so this is new that IGN <coughs> reported. Uh, I checked on this, and this also comes from a uh, science journal as well. But as permafro uh, permafrost is thawing, ancient viruses buried deep within the ice are waking up, causing concern among, among scientists, especially one that seems to be a 50,000-year-old zombie virus. 
It's a bad idea, people. Come on. They <laughs> smoke wine. Oh, God. They say a zombie virus, but I feel like they need we to need to, We need to contain well, it. Well, I guess. While we have a yeah. chance. Yeah. Just saying. Exactly. Exactly. Well, on the same vein of that, talking about science, uh, another story from the hot sheets from the Indy 100. A scientist may have just proven that we all live inside a computer simulation, boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The matrix so, just glitched. In a, <laughs> in a paper published earlier this month, uh, Melvin Bobson of University of Portsmouth offered scientific evidence for a philosophical theory known as simulation hypothesis. This, in a nutshell, uh, poses that the entire universe and our objective reality are just super advanced virtual reality illusions. Mm. Uh, Elon Musk is also another person that says that this is possible. But, information physics suggests that the physical reality is made up of bits of information. However, this doctor, Dr. Vopson, has gone further and is working to prove that the information has a physical mass and is a fundamental building block to the universe. He even claims that information could be the mysterious dark matter that makes up most of the third, uh, most almost a third of the universe. Uh, so, in other words, the system becomes less chaotic and implying that there is some kind of mechanism that is governing us and keeping us in the illusion that everything is real. Uh, so, Dr. Vopson is employed <clears throat> he has employed the law in range of different fields including genetics co cosmology and even symmetry uh, here he has found that there's an abundance of symmetry in the universe like snowflakes you know how they make a structure and they've got yeah. a specific structure to them he's basically essentially saying that that could be explained by a second law of uh, infodynamics Meaning that things are made that way because that we are in a simulation. So symmetry principles play an important role in the laws of nature, but now there is little explanation as to why they do. Hmm. They can say that. It, so scientists for years have been saying that you can find these little patterns all over nature, uh, but the why is the big question. And this scientist is out to prove that the why for all the symmetry that we see in the universe is because it was made that way because we're all in a big simulation. Sorry to get so technical to everybody there. Uh, but yeah. So Well, thank you, we could, Hebrew uh, Melvin. He said it's possible. Or, it's possible. So. He didn't say that it was happening. He said he's out to prove. Yes. Mm. Out to prove. Uh, he's well, doing something. Uh, also, in the same, he's he's doing something. He's doing something. <clears throat> but in the same vein, the Daily Express U.S. is reporting that NASA is gearing up for an alien hunting expedition on Ceres. What? NASA is reportedly gearing up to go on an alien hunting expedition <clears throat> on the dwarf planet of Ceres because scientists believe that the asteroid activity in the area indicates a strong alien presence. What? <laughs> so, uh, Ceres is located in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, and it has a reservoir of what the outlet is calling precious organic molecules. So it's not necessarily a planet, it's a mass. Yeah. Uh, 
but he said that these pre they're saying that these precious organic molecules that are found there are building blocks for sustaining life and essentially that they are finding organics that may be more widespread than they previously thought so there's more building blocks of life out in the universe and on different moons and planets and asteroids they just uh did the whole research where they uh brought some of that asteroid back they landed on it and brought some back well they found out that guess what it's got building blocks of life on it it's got shit on it that would uh, cause life to start uh evolving and developing so essentially it would take the right amount of stuff on a planet that doesn't have life yet and one of these asteroids to slam into it to make stuff start turning into life. Big Bang 2. So, exactly. So they're going to be sending a probe into the asteroid belt to try to see if there is alien life. Now, I don't mean like E.T. I mean, I guess that would be crazy as hell. Uh, we're going to see that on Earth soon. Trust me on that. <laughs> but uh, they're uh, looking for microbial life that's actually alive yeah. on one of these structures that's inside of the asteroid yeah more like mm. a slither or mm. oh god don't alien. don't let's hope it's not like alien. don't put that bad juju on me ricky bobby i, I, I ain't about that no 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 yeah well to, to round it out uh the hot sheets on a spooky note I wanted to go over eight famous figures from the past and present who claim to have encountered ghosts. Oh. Uh, number one is Miss Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers? She's a walking yeah, Joan Rivers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, she's well, dead. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, she's not yeah. a walking corpse anymore. Uh, anyway, she tried to renovate her own house. However, she noticed a peculiar presence. Uh, she was quoted as saying it was very strange. Uh, she encountered a 2000... She was on the 2009 episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories. Uh, but essentially, she uh, recalled that the apartment was cold and she could never get any of her electrical things to work correctly. She also recalled that her pet Yorkshire Terrier refused to enter certain rooms and would only stay in a quarter of the house. Yeah, but that's with Joan Rivers, like, her telling you that. You know, I could tell you you can get a good look at a T-bone steak by sticking your head up a bull's ass, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word mm. It's, it's got to be your bull. It's got to be uh, your bull. <laughs> King George also has reported uh, to have seen ghosts. Uh, so, Rhinum Hall, I probably fucked that name up, is a estate in Norfolk, England with a spooky backstory. It's reportedly haunted by a ghost known as the Brown Lady of Rhinum Hall. And it is said that King George once saw the spirit with his own eyes. Uh, the Lady in Brown became world famous in 1936 after photographers from Country Life magazine allegedly took a photo of her floating down the stairs in Rhinum Hall. And uh, she's believed to be the spirit of Dorothy Walpole, the sister of Great Britain's first prime minister. And King George was young, uh, Prince of Wales at the point in time, and he slept in the estate's state bedroom and woke up to a lady dressed <clears throat> in all brown that walked around the edges of his bed and would not let him leave until he woke up the next morning. Now, I would find that a little more, more believable just because how ancient... I was going to say it is, you know, England, so... 
Mm. You know, there's uh, the next. The, the the bad damn it! I there's a lot of English my... people on here, actually. <laughs> it Fuck! Okay, uh, it's okay. Sir Arthur. It's okay. So, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Anybody know who he is? Uh, hmm? No, I can't. can't I've say actually it. heard the name, but I couldn't tell you who he is. He is the author of Sherlock Holmes. Before, you know right. what? <laughs> Today Go would have been a good Go day ahead. for the soundbite. Now, now I can't use it. <laughs> so, uh, when do we ever talk about anything from the UK? Ever? <laughs> it, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Next time. Um, okay, uh, so, uh, Sir Doyle, uh, author of Sherlock Holmes, became obsessed with the paranormal at the peak of his fame from Sherlock Holmes. He believed in ghosts, wrote books about spiritualism and fairies specifically, and attended seances regularly. He even opened a psychic bookstore. <laughs> Doyle didn't believe he he didn't believe that he possessed any sort of supernatural powers himself, but in his 1930 book, The Edge of the Unknown, he described several chance brushes he had had with spirits. In one notation, Doyle described waking up with clear consciousness that there was somebody in the room and that the present was not of this world. His body was paralyzed, sounds like sleep paralysis, but he could still hear footsteps echoing from across the room. Then he sensed a presence leaning over him and heard them whisper in his ear, Doyle, I come to tell you that I'm sorry. That's a mouthful for a fucking ghost. I was just... It sounds like Zach Bagans out here in Baba Singh Bagans, that's it, or whatever the fuck. That's the first thing that pops into my head. I know I said that backwards. So. Mm. Whatever. Oh, God, here we go again. Here's another famous <clears throat> person. Sting, not the wrestler, the musical artist. Sting. All right. Sting. Sting. So if you're a fan of Sting then you know that he's no stranger to singing about ghosts. Is he? He's the <laughs> ex-police frontman. I don't know. I never went. Uh, apparently, is that where Message in a Bottle came from? Apparently he sings a lot about ghosts. Just what the fucking article says. Boys, I don't know. I've never heard a ghost song. If you're a fan of Stain, drop a few of his ghost songs for us. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. He was creepy in the police. That's all I know. Uh, at the time, at the time of his sighting, Sting had young children and owned a 16th-century English manor house. One night, the musician awoke with a jolt at 3 a.m. He rose with such a clatter, and Santa was on the. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I was like going to say, really? Rose. What? Uh, uh, so anyways, uh, a jolt at 3 a.m. He looked into the corner of the room and thought, he said, I thought I saw my wife, saw Trudy, standing there with one of our children in her arms, staring at me almost as if something was wrong. <laughs> that sounds fucking kind of like uh, uh, Shutter Island. Yeah, I, I just I just got chills <laughs> from that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, he said he apparently in the corner of his room it looked like his wife was standing there with her head down holding their child in his arms the, mu the musician recalled in 2009 he says as he recalled in a 2009 interview with bbc radio uh sting then reached over and noticed that trudy was still in the bed but she was also standing in the corner holding one nope, of her children. that's some grave dancer shit he suddenly got this terrible chill that ran from his ankles to his shoulders and then 
His wife, Trudy, woke up and said, gosh, who is that? She saw them too in the corner. No. And at that moment, the woman and the child in the corner of the room were gone. Ugh, I don't... Uh... Dude, that's the first thing. Uh, I got goosebumps running over my legs. Dude, I know. Now we need the, we need the <clears throat> Joe Biden clip. Now they play with my hairy legs. They get. <laughs> I don't know, man. Another English thing. This was an English place that he had bought. Yeah. We really should have yeah. had that sound. <laughs> it, it never. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta warn me. Well, let's see what, from. I need the song. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd is another one that has seen ghosts. Of all the yes. people, one of the Ghostbusters yes. has seen ghosts. Two of them have, actually. Dan Aykroyd. Yes, yes, yes they have. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I forgot there was two of them that have. Uh, Dan, his experiences with spirits aren't limited to just the Ghostbusters. In 2013 interview with Esquire, he claimed... That's not one of the reliable magazines. It's only us, guys. We've got the real shit. Only the hush. Uh, but an interview with Esquire, he claimed to have once lived in a Hollywood abode that was haunted by singer Cass Elliot <laughs> from the American folk rock group The Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> that's not the bad one, is it? Uh, uh, along with the ghost of a man buried under a hillside next to his house. Aykroyd says... I've had several experiences. I saw things moving around on our counter. I've seen doors opening and closing. The staff has also had experiences. Direct contact in terms of tactile touching and then turning around and there's nobody there. One day, Aykroyd claimed that one of the two ghosts crawled in bed with him while he was taking a nap and started giving him an old-fashioned handy. That is not what it says. I'm sorry. I was about to say, no. <laughs> I don't remember that in the interview. <laughs> he gave a good old-fashioned. Just an old-fashioned, that's all. Just old Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Spit in the palms and just went at it. Uh, he felt every callus on the hand. Uh, anyway. So, he crawled into bed with him while he was taking a nap. And he said he woke up in a trance. He noticed that the bedroom's <clears throat> previously closed door was ajar... And then the actor spotted a depression in the mattress next to him, as if somebody was laying there. Um, he said, not to be one to be afraid of ghosts. I've seen plenty. He said, but he uh, this one that decided to snuggle in with me left me screaming for help. Uh, of course he has. Mm -hmm. She said, it's pretty, pretty comfortable. comfortable. I've only got two... I've only got two more here, and these two are significant, actually. Yes. So the next one is Cher! Oh, God, it's Cher! The Cher. Cher. You know, she yeah, she believes in life after love. Is that what she sounds like? I've actually never... In life after death, Yes, not, you've never heard... Oh, it's Cher! I've never really... I mean, I haven't yes, gone out exactly of my way to, to look up Cher clips. Maybe I will well, now. Do it, because she sounds just like that. Let's go check out Moulin Rouge. Yes, yeah. She's in yeah. Moulin Rouge? Uh, so, anyways. What do I know? <laughs> she used to tuck her sack back and put a little rouge on, from what I understand. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> she seen the ghost of Sunny, dude. Oh, she? Jesus. We've gone off the rails <laughs> already. 
It's uh, <laughs> what movie was that from? I, I'm I, sorry. I, oh, it was on Forty Year Old Virgin. Uh, it was John, and she was tuck your sack, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can have to cut this out. No, uh, no it's staying. It's staying. <laughs> <laughs> well, not we, a fine. We, we've, go, we've gone. Um, so. One of our last two celebrity ghost stories is Cher. Uh, in a Reddit AMA, Cher revealed that not only does she believe in life after life, <laughs> she also believes in ghosts. She said, I, she said, I love ghosts. Uh, I prefer ghosts to some people. The singer believes that her ex-husband, Sonny Bono, who died in 1998, uh, turns on the light in her house all you. the time. She said, I believe <laughs> She said, I have a beautiful chandelier that he makes the light go on whenever possible. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. He even does it whenever there's no power on. <clears throat> it's funny because, I, you know, I've read that before, but I completely forgot the Sonny thing, but I told uh, you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. She's just... You know who else puts a little rouge on? Keanu Reeves. Of course he does. (laughs) Of course the vampire. Yeah, vampire Keanu Reeves has also seen ghosts. In 2014, Keanu Reeves visited Jimmy Kimmel Live and uh, re-encountered... Sorry, <coughs> recounted the time that he'd seen a ghost as a child. Reeves said that he was around six or seven years old and his family had just moved to New York from Australia. He and his nanny, Renata, oh, yeah, he's a fucking vampire. Are you fucking kidding me? That's just familiar. Uh, were, they were in the bedroom and he, so he's quoted saying, there was a doorway and all of a sudden we're looking over at the doorway and this jacket comes waving through the doorway just an empty floating no head no body no legs jacket whoa that's, and it's that's just there and then it disappeared he said whenever he looked over at the nanny she appeared shocked with her mouth agape which led Reeves to think that's gotta be real that's he <laughs> And on Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy asked him how would he describe the experience, and he said, "Cool, cool." <laughs> Whoa, Bill! Did you see that? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Well, he stared faith. I mean, he stared death in the eyes, and he's also stared floating jackets uh, in the eyes. Of course, Vampire, he has. Jesus. Well. Now that I have uh, lost my breath and uh, my mouth's a little dry, that's all the news we've got. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that Mr. Aykroyd had seen some ghosts. I know Ernie Hudson had said he had seen some ghosts as well. Um, just throw that in as an honorable mention. Are you surprised that it's the mamas and the papas? That's a little weird. Why does that sound so familiar? Mamas and the Papas. No, but I've, I, I'm just saying, why, why, why does it sound familiar? Because they that that Dan Aykroyd had a Mamas and the Papas interaction they, on such a winter's day. I, I'm telling you, he was on like a TV I, that, show. I know, like it seems really vampire. familiar for some reason. 
whatever. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe he was on the. Uh, maybe he was on the Belushi <clears throat> uh, pot growing show talking about. Being. Maybe he's on something. Well, that's all the hot sheets we have for the day. But we have new. We, we well, no news. We have the show. We have the actual show. <laughs> yeah, if you've stuck around this long. Mm. If we're still playing through your headphones, your radio, your oh. computer, your TV. It's about to get dirty. Um, so. Mm. No. <laughs> me, what I said about Cher was bad enough. Fucking Cher. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cher. Cher. Why have I never? Whatever. I'm going to go listen to Cher. And see if I can hear what she sounds like one day. Oh. Well, she'll have you believing in life after love. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have an episode that it's called that. I think I'm we pretty do. sure we do. Oh, uh, but no witches. Yes, we gonna this talk episode. some witches. We're gonna talk some witches. We're gonna go back to a uh, quote unquote classic uh, Halloween figure. I was going to say monster, but that's not the case because uh, practicing Luca and things like that. Um, so this is not that case. This is not to uh, talk about Wicca. This is not to talk about any of that um, religion or practice in that nature. The women that we're going to talk about today are historically documented uh, at some point at one time or another, as an actual dark magic practicing witch. So these would be witches to be afraid of that were supposedly real throughout history. Um, I feel like that we could have did a, an episode where we uh, just gave you more details on um, the practicing witches, but that, that would just be us refreshing everything. Yeah. So to me... Giving you the real life examples was something that I wanted to do. Um, so, uh, one of the first witches that I wanted to bring up was Mother Shipton. See that name already? It just already kind of gives uh, me her shit. real name. Well, her real name's Ursula, <clears throat> to believe it or not, and wasn't Ursula the sea witch? Yeah, yeah, Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so Ursula Southhill, better known as Mother Shipton, was a highly regarded, feared English uh, prophetess. So she would do, pro um, she would have prof uh, prophecies. Shoot, Jesus Christ, why can I not? I don't prophecy? know. Prophecies uh, during the late 1500s. And locals referred to her, uh, referred to Mother Shipton as Hagface <laughs> due to her highly. <laughs> ugliness and disfigurement of her face uh, many believed that she was the daughter of a suspected witch Agatha Southhill and the devil so uh, Agatha Southhill was a witch that was mentioned throughout history she shagged <clears throat> Satan uh, and so yeah her and Satan's child uh, despite her appearance Mother Shipton was considered England's greatest clairvoyant of all time hmm. And was even compared to Nostradamus. I was going to say. Some of Mother Shipton's prophecies foretell many of the modern events and phenomena that have been happening and still are happening. It is said that she predicted the Spanish Armada and the Great Plague of London, 
the Great Fire of London. She also predicted the execution <clears throat> of Mary, Queen <clears throat> of Scots. And she also predicted the internet. Or did she get lucky? I'll tell you why she got lucky. Because unlike most of these other witches that we are going to be talking about, Mother, uh, Mother Shipton died of natural causes and is actually wow. buried on the outer edges of York, England. She died in 1561. Good for her, man. Didn't have to worry about the know. burning. The picture, this old drawing of her, she's got, she's literally like the depiction what of you would a model witch. a witch mask. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to so ask. So the witch mask like, that everybody sees. Yeah, is it modeled from her? Yes. The big nose, the war, the chin, yeah. all of that is what this woman See, when you like. said that, that's the first thing my mind was like clicking to is like, I wonder if she was the origin of that, that stylized uh, depiction. Yeah. You know, I have no proof, but it would make a lot of sense uh, that they, you know, because we would have had immigrants coming over and stories about this witch. And mm. so if you already have this picture of this woman in your head from the past, then you would and you're making a mask. Yeah, that would be the first thing that you could, you know, you'd make your masks look like old Mother Shipton. You everybody out there could literally be dressing up as Mother Shipton and every just year. not even know it. <laughs> not even know it. Ursula, the real witch. Hmm. What well, what year was hmm. this? What year was this? He said. Uh, this was the late 1500s, <clears throat> and she died in 1561. Wow. So we're gonna say 1500 to 1561. So she around uh, uh, 60 to 70 years old, according okay. to this article. Wow. Okay. She her prominence happened in the late 1500s, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next, as far as scary, real-life, dangerous witches, which I guess the other one, really, Shipton, really uh, was just an accurate and clairvoyant. And I guess her face was probably the scariest part. I mean, uh, I guess... Yeah, I mean, they didn't really she say was... she did anything, you know, like... Yeah, <clears throat> her reputation was that she was the daughter of the devil and her mother was a witch. Mm. Uh, and she was a clairvoyant. I mean, I guess that's as scary as that really gets. I guess the scary thing is, is that she kept predicting shit. And I bet when London caught on fire, they were like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "Well, I try to tell you." Yeah. you know, so, so in my head, yeah, like, I, I'm thinking the reason why she probably lived for such a long time and had such a like a natural cause of death is her clairvoyance led her to that lifestyle. She avoided yeah, yeah, all of these things because she, she stayed one step ahead of the curve. Right, she dodged the plague because she predicted the fucking yeah. thing. So she she used it to her advantage. Because you don't mm -hmm. you don't hear she that could many be like people. Like Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. You don't hear of that many people in the 1500s living to be that age, let alone someone that's being accused Especially. of witch. Yeah, especially with the, the fires going on, the wars, the plagues, so on and so forth. So, yeah. Man. Yeah. Something to think about? Well, <clears throat> next witch up on the chopping block. Ooh, God, that's yeah, not good. Was... <laughs> uh, wow, he man. said, oh. <laughs> uh, So, uh, I'm going to pronounce this the best that I can. Uh, Malin. M-A-L-I-N. Uh. Malin. Matt's daughter. Matt's daughter. M-A-T-S-D-O-T-T-E-R. 
It's just possessive. It's a Matt Swedish Stoddard. name, is the reason. I mean, I don't know Matt how. Yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt Stoder. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll do Matt Stoder. Uh, Matt Stoder, which also known as the Great Noise. Uh, the largest witch trial in Swedish history brought forth a tenacious Swedish widow. In July 1676, Matt's daughter was reported for witchcraft by her own family. Her daughters accused their mother of abducting her daughter's children, so her grandchildren. She's abducting her grandchildren and taking them to a satanic Sabbath. Uh, she was found guilty thanks to testimony of her daughters and lack of religious knowledge, and she did not know her prayers. Um, but along... So, uh, Matt's daughter, along with Anna Simmons' daughter... Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I see. Daughter. Yeah, daughter. Like, daughter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. like Odin's son, and... Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Along with uh, Anna, Simon's daughter became the last people executed for witchcraft in Stockholm. Uh, while witches were usually decapitated and hanged to death, the court decided to give Matt's daughter a different sentence after she refused to admit her guilt. Uh, she has main she maintained her innocence and thus became the only Swedish witch to be burned alive. Uh, one local report is that the flames covered her body and she did not scream she did not blink and for some reason she was proving that she was a witch by doing that they said that she stared off with a grin on her face as she burned alive hmm. watching everybody around her some believe that all of the bad that became uh, all the bad that happened in Stockholm after that is due to them falsely burning her um, a lot of reports state that she did practice witchcraft, but she did not kidnap anything and take him to a Sabbath. So uh, she might have been practicing, and they burned her alive, and then possibly put a curse. Hmm? Maybe. Well, her daughters did not want to live deliciously. Yeah, that's, that's for damn sure. sure. <laughs> well, the people in Stockholm were afraid of her. She was dangerous. Uh, the, the 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 gaze, the witch. like staring off. That's some next level. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I know. That's crazy. The fact that she was being burned alive, <clears throat> just, and she's just staring, just staring off. off. That's not blinking, not flinching, not screaming. Just <clears throat> that's that's some damn. Yeah, power. well, I think that's aggression. I think that's pure uh, adrenaline pumping through her veins in that moment. Or it's strange magic. Or it's that. Or it's that. Ah, a little strange <laughs> magic. Okay, this next one <clears throat> is argued if she was a real witch or witch of sorts. Hmm. She's very well known, especially in the States. In uh, Tennessee, but I'm assuming. Because of, yeah. because of the ruckus that she caused and... As a matter of fact, some would even say started the uh, crusade of witches mm. that happened after this. Mm. We're going to talk about number seven on the list, Miss Tituba. Mm. That's where you can bring the Mathers into place. Increase Mather and mm -hmm. Cotton Mather. Yeah, Cotton Weary, too. Writing their books about 
Right in their book, no, because the increased Mather was around Tijibus time, and he was one of the biggest causes uh, for the wholesale and witch trials. And his son Cotton wrote the book on it called uh, "The Wonders of the Invisible." Uh, What's it called? Let's see, "The Wonders of the Invisible World: Being an Account of the Trials" by oh, Cotton shit. Mather. Yeah, it's just like when was this written? Sixteen ninety three. <clears throat> Six, yeah, sixteen. It says from sixteen sixty three to seventeen twenty eight are the years that are uh, taking place in this book. But the date of it was wrote in. It says the date is sixteen ninety three, but how does it go from six seventeen twenty eight? Uh, uh, because there were other he had done, he had other, he done other burnings and stuff, and yeah, he earned his name before he came to Salem. Because the Salem witch trials were in sixteen ninety two. Well, that incre- his dad did yes in- increase. Yeah, increased Smather. He did earn his name before coming to Salem. He actually came to the States because of Christianity coming over and brought the whole witch thing mm. with him. But his son Cotton is the one that wrote the book, so yeah. So yeah. anyway. It's all anyways, neither one of these dumbasses did magic. Uh but we're gonna talk about a woman that possibly did. <laughs> Titch your butt. <laughs> now uh, it is very likely, as I stated, that you have heard of her, uh, I guess unless you're one of our uh, foreign listeners, because we've got a few of those as well. Um, but you, if you've ever read The Crucible, then you definitely have heard of her. Um, but like many other p- characters in that play, Tichuba from The Crucible was inspired by a real person. Although it is unclear which South American country she originated from, Tichuba was brought to the American colonies as a slave to Samuel Paris. During the 1692 Salem witch trials, Tichuba was the first person accused of witchcraft by Elizabeth (coughs) Paris and Abigail Williams. So we know about that. And everybody knows that she denied the involvement, and so many were accused, and so on and so forth. So you know the Salem witch trials. But there are claims that this woman, Tichuba, didn't even exist. She was the cause of it, but there's also claims that she was just let go freely. Mm. If she did exist. And then if she was let go, nobody knows where she went. That would explain for <clears throat> anybody that's also interested in learning about her, and you like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 gives a good little definition of her. Well, I um, think American. So initially, touched a little bit too. They did, they did, because uh, um, what's her name was uh, the granddaughter, <clears throat> great granddaughter, or great great granddaughter mm-hmm. of, or something like that. They, they, in that in American Horror Story, they posed that she did uh, voodoo, which <clears throat> is a possibility. <clears throat> Um, Hmm. if she was practicing anything, you know, that would make some sense. Yeah. Um, so initially Tichuba was denying her involvement, but like so many of the accused, her will was quickly broken and she admitted to participation of an occult ritual saying that she had baked a witch cake in an attempt to help her mistress, mistress, Elizabeth Paris. Tichuba embellished her confession by adding uh, Dichuba's motherfucker, adding details (laughs) about her service to the devil. Uh, She explained that Uh, she would be riding on sticks 
and uh, being told by a black dog to harm the children. Uh, her testimony was bizarre and frightening, and as Tichba stated, she pinched the girls and had signed the devil's book. Uh, Tichba, along with many others, were imprisoned for nearly a year, but she managed to not be one of the women hanged for witchcraft. She languished in the prison for over a year, as her master would not pay her jail fees, but eventually, in 1690, an unknown individual purchased Tichuba from the prison for the price of her jail fees, and after this, she completely disappears. Hmm. So, an unknown individual. Who do you guys think? I think it, it was, was. If you had to guess, I think it was. Uh, uh, Old uh, witch hunter. I think he did. Really? In, in uh, increase. I, I was gonna say I, maybe Proctor. I, I mean, it's Proctor. possible. So let's 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 hmm. talk hypothetical because this is supposed to be scary witches. I mean, which this is kind of scary. Let's just hypothetical. She did. Let's say those Salem witch trials were not from moldy bread. Let's say that it wasn't little girls wanting attention. Let's say that there really was a Tichuba. What if she did yeah. do all of this? Most of the prominent higher-up women were fucking wiped out at this point in time because of what she did or because yeah. of what she said, she, whatever she admitted to doing, you know what I'm saying, what they pressured her into admitting doing. Uh, but then yeah. she doesn't get hung for it. She doesn't get tried for it. She just sits in prison while everybody else dies, and then she gets bailed out, and they don't even come back looking for her. They just leave her in the in the cell. I mean... And then somebody just bails her out. I don't out. know. Like, <clears throat> I, I feel like there's... There's a there's chunk of this story that we'll never know. Yeah. I, I really feel that there's something, oh. I want to say supernatural going on there. Yeah, kind of like Roanoke Island, too. You know, we'll just never really know. I definitely would think so. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. What was it uh, with Roanoke? I forgot. They just fucking uh, disappeared. Croatoan? Yeah. Croatoan. Cro yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Croatia. Croatia. Croatia, Croatia written in uh, the trees. What were you yeah. going to say about Croats. <clears throat> Oh, I was just going to say, you know, with um, them bringing all the old magic from the old country to a country that's already got who knows what kind of magic mm. broke on these lands, I think it's very possible there's some shit that kind of mixed up back in the day. And especially because here's the thing a lot of people forget about. Um, whether you believe in magic or you don't, if you can manifest it, it's it's there. It's real. As long as you're believing in it, that's when it's at, at its strongest. And during this time, people were running rampant with the thought of yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You really I mean, got to take so that into play. To me, maybe, uh, so let's say manifesting is real. Let's say that that's, that's real. Um, that means that prayers are manifesting too, which means that whenever you're praying and your prayer gets answered, that's uh, magic. I would say, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be bad magic. There, so. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that won't agree with that statement that I just made out, but you know, um, yeah. Yeah. next one on the list is a very well-known prominent one. Also from America, 
Anybody want to give it a guess? I was going to say Bill the Bill Witch. Witch. I thought we were going straight for the Bill Witch originally there. No, no, no. We're going to go for Marie Laveau. Oh. You know Marie so, Laveau. We're going completely a different direction. Yeah, she was an American Horror Wait. Story. Marie Laveau is most accurately described as the voodoo priestess. She didn't even know she was real. Yes, she's real. Yes, Chad, that whole thing was a real... <laughs> yes, that's kind of the kind of shit she was doing <laughs> in her attic. Yeah, cousin she's of cousin a voodoo of woman, woman named, named Phyllis. Phyllis. Yeah. Brings rays of sunshine when you're feeling blue. Um, yeah. So she lived in New Orleans from 1794 to 1881. <clears throat> and though little is known about her life, it is widely recorded that she had a massive following and commanded respect as she walked the streets of New Orleans as the voodoo priestess of New Orleans. There is speculation that her magic mixed Catholic and American voodoo spiritual rituals and traditions, that her divinations were supposed uh, were supported by a network that she assembled while working as a hairdresser and a brothel madam. So she owned a snake named Zombie, and uh, she named that after an African god, and many more. After her death, her gravesite was ran rampant with vandalism. For many visitors believe Laveau's spirit would grant wishes if they drew an X on her gravestone. So now it's been vandalized with all kinds of Xs. Uh, but she also would do blood rituals and different things like that. She would purchase slaves and use them in her voodoo rituals, as in killing them and uh, draining them and things like that. She, she was known to... Uh, torture slaves and use them in her voodoo rituals but she obviously uh was some sort of a real practicing witch because everybody in new orleans recognized this marie laveau this what seems to be just a french lady out here as the voodoo priestess hmm. is there what's the significance of the x's on the grave i'm sorry uh, that's them. Um, so they're basically putting, like, they're uh, saying their wish, and then they'll put an X on her grave to represent their wish. And so they are assuming oh. that, yeah, just <clears throat> a, as a marking, as a marking on her headstone. So I, that that makes me want to go a little bit. That makes me want to go a little bit further, and cut my hand and make an X out of my blood on her headstone, and really see if it works. Oh yeah. Well, be sure to put it on TikTok and go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if I would do that, but mm, it's interesting. Because she said she don't. Well, she, I zombie. mean, it sounds to me. Let's see. It sounds to me like she made her own kind of magic. She was mixing Catholic stuff and voodoo stuff, and I mean, it sounds like she was just making her own type of fucking magic that was crazy. She's tapping into all the planes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Let's talk know, about she's mm -hmm. tapping into everything. A witch that inspired a movie that will never be able to be remade. Mm. Not, mm. not in the way that the first one was made. Let's talk about. Whoa. Mall Dyer. Anybody know who that witch is? No? Either one of y'all? No? Can't say I oh. do. Have you guys... Have no. you two... Have you, have you 
Are no, don't go, don't like, top it in. Quit that. I see your shit. Quit topping, Jeremy. He's a he's uh, okay. He's fine, fuck it. He wants you ever seen a movie called Blair Witch Project? Because <clears throat> that's of course that's the witch that this is. Oh, yeah. The infamous. I thought that was based on the Bell no, because the Bell Witch is in Tennessee, and the Blair Witch Project that's was true. not in Tennessee. Blair Witch Project it's is Vermont, uh, what Delaware, Vermont, something like that. Maryland, um, Maryland. Well, Maryland. we're about to find out. Uh, so the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. You're already familiar with the legend of uh, the Blair Witch Project, which means that you must know Maul Dyer. Though her story is more lore than superstition, some suspect, uh, because there is very little recorded fact. Um, but this supposed resident of Leonardtown, Maryland, there we go, Maryland, we danced all around it, uh, has been the inspiration behind many local tales and even major movies. Dyer lived in the 1600s. And a group of her fellow townspeople accused her of witchcraft, and she was chased into the woods uh, out of her home by a group of men on a winter night in the forest in uh, Leonardtown, Maryland. Her body was found days later, frozen to a rock. Stories about her malevolent spirit haunting the land, Damn. and she was run out of her property <clears throat> and forced to die alone on a rock. So she haunts the forest in Leonardtown, Maryland, uh, and the land around where her cabin would be, terrorizing anybody who comes against her in fear that they're going to take her land even in death. This is the one on the list so far, at least, that I would say I believe is 90% full of shit. Why? Um... Because the whole Blair Witch Project. I mean, is to... um, and I've tried to, I've tried to look into it before too. And like he said, you could barely find anything. By, uh, to me, it sounds like it was a good idea, a good story, good folklore. Mm. And I'm not saying I don't believe in witches. Like, there's, you know me, 100. I do. It's just this one on the list is the one I would probably put towards the bottom of being not non-existent compared to the others. More of just a an old wives tale, you know, okay. old tall tale. I don't know if I agree with you on that, but the, the, the reason why I wouldn't agree with it is because it's, I feel like these are the types of stories. The ones that have the le less amount of information are typically the ones that are going to be true because they're right. lost in translation. Right, which along brings the way. me to our final two, because these are very far back and very, Little is known about them, but enough documented information and tales and lore behind them uh, to make them the top of the list. Um, so I'm going to try to pronounce these. Uh, Isabel Gowdy. I'm assuming it's spelled weird, so that's my best one. So Isabel Gowdy tried and executed for witchcraft in 1662. Gowdy is notable yes, for her detailed confession, which she gave of her own volition without being tortured like so many other women of the time gowdy was a young housewife living in aldern highland scotland her confessions about her coven activities included this um, they had the supposed ability to transform into animals they gave great insight into European folklore surrounding witchcraft at the time, and she also claimed to be entertained by the Queen of the Fairies in her home, 
under the hills. And some speculate that Gaudi's confession may have been a result of psychosis or a ploy to get a more lenient sentence. Uh, but nobody would go and visit Gaudi due to her claims of running a coven and living the life of a witch and speaking with fairies. I think she was... She now, this it. one is one that I don't... I mean, she just came out of nowhere. <clears throat> yeah, she's just like, I mean, queen of she the smoking? fairies. What are, what are they doing? Like, yeah. Well, as if you look... <laughs> If you look a lot into that old school lore, there's a lot of talk about fairies. So this one, and this could just be my out there uh, imagination with it all, but mm. uh, this one gets me is like, what if? You know? This it's so weird that this one's the one well, that triggers your what if. Like the most far fetched one, one triggers your what so if. There's just so much. The last one might trigger your. There's what just if. so much talk about fairies from back then. So the last one on the list. These were in no particular order, by the way. Uh, Catherine Monavosin. Uh, yeah. Also known as La Voice, uh, Voice, uh, it's French voice. I don't know. Uh, she lived. She lived in France in the mid 1700s. She practiced medicine, including midwifery, and she also did abortions. Uh, she would mix potions. Oh shit! She would okay. also mix poisons as requested. She would tell fortunes. She arranged several black masses. Uh, this is documented and admitted to. So all these things that I'm saying is stuff that she actually did. <laughs> I think you say she the best for last. She arranged several black masses <laughs> that she held regularly uh, where clients could confer with the devil and she would allow them to speak to the devil through her or some would even claim to hear the voice while around her at the Black Mass and were able to talk with the devil himself. She was also one of the heads of the Affaire des Poisons. Uh, po poise, po 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 peanut butter in the roof of my mouth. Uh, a cult who poisoned many members of the French aristocracy. Uh, and had... Damn. Okay, so... The same cult planned on poisoning King Louis. Uh, her most famous client was Madame de Montespan, the king's mistress. And it was Montespan's order that Lavoisin attempted to poison the king for his infidelity. <clears throat> so she was asked to poison the king because he was cheating on his mistress. That's how well of a reputation she had. One of the king's mistresses went to her and was like, hey, look. He's been out here fucking other bitches. And <laughs> listen, girl, I need he's getting Just his pecker wet, and I need you some. to get me a potion. I'm going to poison him. Uh, <laughs> so in the late 1670s, fear of poisoning, witchcraft, speaking with the devil, and uh, black masses had reached a fever pitch in the streets of France uh, thanks to the good old Salem witch trials. So this lady had been living in the 1600s yeah. up until 1670s. Um, 
where she was just able to live freely, have these black masses and do all these things and nobody fucked with her because they were afraid of her. And then in the late 1670s, because the fear rose and so many men were getting brave and deciding that they were going to be witch hunters, um, the fear of poisoning and her witchcraft and black masses caused many of her successful uh, demise of people that were in her co- in her coven. So different people that were in her coven were being captured and turned in uh, and turned in and tried as witches, um, including herself when she was arrested in 1680 and she was publicly convicted of witchcraft and burned at the stake in 1680. Yeah. Damn. I'm very <clears throat> surprised that the Bell Witch... Well, I think the Bell Witch is uh, it's more of a, a well-known... Well, the Bell Witch... Um, was never really which these are lesser known she's called the bell witch but it's reported as a ghost story almost like somebody's being possessed yeah yeah it's true right but, right like she manifests well she just appears and, or and then she, she's it could not be there like um, something that she summoned or a curse or something but like the witch herself there's not really much known about them because all of a sudden on the bell farm they just had this stuff happen whenever somebody supposedly cursed the bells. So we don't really know anything about a specific yeah. witch. We just know the repercussions um, for the bell witch. <clears throat> I'm ready Let to take a camping trip up into a Leonard Town, Maryland in the woods, Jeremy. He, he doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. You want to camp? I, I mean, I'd go. I still want to take a camping no, trip. Let's go camping. Ridge. We have a we have a relative. Well, that's 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 what I was going to ask you. My nose. I was going to. Germ. We'll do the whole. Don't be so scared right now. Um. Just <clears throat> germ in the corner. Um, I was going to ask, like, you guys had a relative, who would you say? Uh, it was notorious there for witchcraft is, uh, or... Appalachian... <clears throat> There's an Appalachian you, folklore rumor, tale right? of uh, the witch of Tom's Creek. Um, I'm serious. Like in Appalachian ghost stories, folklore... There's no, I know. I know. I know. That yeah. Somebody did research on... Yeah, exactly. I lived so, in Tom's Creek, and I never so I Apparently, never saw Chad, the story <laughs> for that witch is I, that... Uh, <clears throat> where the the coal part of Tom's Creek is, you know what I'm talking <clears throat> about? That that was owned mm. land yep. by yep. her. Yep. And that oh. the mining companies oh, wanted they wanted the land really close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean Jeremy I, can give you a little bit more insight. Now we have some family member. I was gonna say we have some family members that I, because I trust me, like in teenage years, I've talked to the oldest people that were still alive, of course, to know her a little bit, and um, some of them <clears throat> say that that tale is full of shit. Some of them say that after she died, you could hear her voice echo throughout the land. Damn. Or throughout Tom's Creek, yelling for her like sons, and that she would be like our uh, great 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 yeah. grandmother. I thought she would be a great great, great, great aunt. Mistaken. So, um, but every single one of them, 
I see it's either aunt or grandmother because when I done ancestry DNA recently, I'm pretty sure it's a grandmother. But anyway, um, every single one mm -hmm. of them all said one thing that yeah. she did. Um, black so magic. I, we'll give That's you a quick rundown. Uh, if anybody's made it to the edge of this episode, you get a little snippet. Uh, the things that uh, so the story is basically that the people that uh, were wanting to buy the land for coal kept coming and visiting, and she wouldn't sell the land, wouldn't sell the land, wouldn't sell the land, uh, until one day she turned one of them into the black dog, which is also supposedly seen in the Appalachian Mountains, especially uh, specifically in this area too. We've got several different ghost stories about the black dog, but apparently she turned one of them into the black dog. Uh, they left uh, and. Uh, didn't buy the land until after she passed away. Um, but that was just the, that's the, that's the ghost story that's in the book. Now, as far as family stories go, as Jeremy said, there were family members that said that they heard her, uh, screaming and laughing through, uh, Tom's Creek, like that. Apparently her voice echoed all through that little holler, hollow, whatever you want. Yeah. After she's already dead, gone, buried. Uh, there was also was several family members that said that they saw her yeah. standing in the backyard beside of a tree in a black dress, just staring up at the window. Um, there were family members that said that they saw her yes. levitating. Um, in fact, uh, one family member claims that she, because she dabbled in black magic, it put a curse on the entire family forever. Uh, there's several different things that have been said about me. How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, see, the best thing about it is I have successfully found the only known it's picture fucking of her. terrifying. She is very wow. <laughs> And she did um, dress in black. Yes. She does look very scary. Wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe... Um... Should you post that to Twitter? I was gonna say if it. Well, I was gonna say yeah. Family, if we, we could do. get it posted, I, up, if you if you yeah, feel comfortable we'll doing so, I've got the picture. I mean, you know, I don't want you guys to 100%. do anything you don't oh, want yeah. to do. No, I don't care. Um, I. Oh, I feel comfortable. I, like I said, I'm still looking for a headstone. She was buried so long ago that her headstone <laughs> is now supposedly just an unmarked her name rock of, in the cemetery on top of Sandy Ridge. Oh, why'd you give her? Why'd you give him the last name? Now they're gonna swat her ass. Coburn, Virginia history for you. <laughs> Look up her oh, address. Shit. What are they gonna do? Well, uh, <laughs> <the> doxer. <laughs> yeah, we can't find the headstone anymore. Anyway. Address. Um, we can't. We can't even I'd find like the damn find headstone. headstone. Play the old Ouija board. I, I. I don't know, man. That's. <clears throat> oh, you guys just got rid of some bad juju. Why are you trying to bring that back? I juju. I, I was going to say, <clears throat> I'm not going to play the damn board. He loves the juju. Oh, man. It's coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe me. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah. We can. <laughs> well, it's another episode. <laughs> Another day closer to Halloween. Eleven days. Should I like my little fade? Eleven days. Eleven days, man. Hope that uh, after all uh, those witch tales, everybody's got their salt. Do your little yeah. salt and circles. This episode, make sure that nothing's. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. To play some CCR. Oh, yeah. You can either do the salt circles or 
after listening to this episode, maybe dabble. In Jeremy's it. trying <laughs> to promote it. He said, "Go dabble." Maybe, a little. maybe. Do a little nibbly <clears throat> dab. Magic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, you do you. I ain't messing with no Ouija boards right now. I'll tell you that much. But uh, I don't know. Uh, we want to play it on the headstone. We, we want to see that. Oh, that's him. <laughs> well, if you uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, there may be a photo posted. Maybe? Yay? Nay? Eh? Oh yeah, uh, it's coming. I've just got to dig a little bit to where I've got. Okay, to I don't know which. I don't know which website to tell you guys. Yeah, to go follow look at us. every single one of them. All social medias. Twitter. Um, be sure to check us out on Spotify. Give us a like, give us a listen. We may be, don't want to make any promises yet, but may be creating a wonderful Halloween playlist coming up very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for new episodes every Wednesday, sometimes Fridays. Depends on what's going on in our everyday lives. Episodes, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to leave you high and dry. Weekly episodes. Yes, weekly episodes is the best way to put it. Anything else you boys want to take us out on? Um, as I mentioned, uh, we still have uh, the Funko 13 day advent calendar, even when we're not doing it here live on the podcast, we're still doing it day by day. So pay attention on Twitter, uh, possibly Instagram as well. And, um, TikTok. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Have a good weekend. Go do something scary.